on it all night, man. I be on it all hey. day. Straight up, pimp. If you want me, you can find me in the air. Hey, I'm here. Hey, I'm Mike. Can you hear me? Check, check, check. My bad. There you go. What? You a what in ass nigga? Who still what's yo? Yeah, what are you doing? Hey yo, I wish I could see this shit. Chad got the A in it, yeah. Suck. What up, what up, what up, what up, what up? It's Abstract Square. This is episode 32. What's going on, y'all? Yo, we here. Got my boy B. Supreme T. I ain't called you Supreme T in all of 2019. You should have though. I'm a Supreme type of nigga. <laughs> <laughs> What's good, everybody? Though we here, man. A lot of shit happening in the world. Where I need energy from y'all, but I'm man. enjoying it now. You got energy. Stop that, yo. I need about energy, energy, man. You got yeah, energy. y'all know how I feel about my energy, son. The fuck do I look do like I gotta the start bunny this shit over? Do I look like the bunny yo, to you, nigga? Thomas no. on the boards. Re- run this shit over, son. <laughs> ain't doing shit, my nigga. You ain't doing nothing, none of that shit. Fuck. Talking about out here. Nah, man, it's been it was a good week for me. How about y'all? I don't give two shits about your Yo, week. you. You care everything about my week. What son. we talking about? We yeah. talking about fire. That's what we talking Literally. about. Literally, oh, love it. Fire the, the fire festival. Mm-hmm. I finally got a chance to watch the documentary. It's deeper than rap. Which one did you watch? There's Netflix. <laughs> so I, I started to watch the Hulu one, and I fell asleep on it. Unintentionally. Facts, me too. I just fell asleep on a Hulu joint myself, and um, decided to just go fucking watch the Netflix one and fire, no pun intended. I, I quite honestly, I kind of liked the Hulu version. I just fell asleep on it, but I was like, I don't even make no sense. Nah, nah it does. It was kind of like when you had us watch that dumbass mac and cheese. <laughs> 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 I fell asleep on that fire. too. That shit was fire. Nah, I just watched it too late. I'm old, so you know. Yeah, it was probably eight o'clock. When I start when I start watching shit around eleven o'clock, it's to it's to go to sleep. Sleepy eyes. And you yeah. friend, you really said eleven o'clock for the listeners. You know it's nine thirty. <laughs> right. Don't don't front. <laughs> Yo, because typically I watch Discovery. Anything on Discovery put me to sleep. ASAP. Is that still the name of the channel? I think so. I don't know. But fucking back to the fire festival shit, yo. So you want to run? You want to run? Yo, what's it homie's down? name? Like, what's homie's name again? My Billy. Man. Shout out to my nigga Billy. I mean, for for listeners, let's set the tone, right? Go like, ahead. what was or is the fire festival? I mean, you watch both, right? Parts of both. Can maybe you can give like a quick summary? So, the fire festival was supposed to be like this luxurious festival that only a certain type of crowd could afford to go to it's supposed to be like like fashion uh, nova for festivals yeah <laughs> <laughs> but that's actually a great way <laughs> of describing it <laughs> uh man so ja rule what, what's billy's last name Queens nobody cares sucks. nobody cares so ja rule and billy right <laughs> decided to come up with this concept where they would have the 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 biggest the biggest names in music come out to this island and perform this whatever festival of, of shit. You seem and flustered. Are you okay? You, Slow down, yo, bro. Nah, not. because I'm trying to understand. <laughs> if I'm a if I'm a consumer and I see this, it's like, yo, this is fucking no way. Yeah, there's just no way that you're gonna get con- <laughs> all of good music and fucking Dead Mouth or whoever. And Maroon Five. Who's Dead Mouse? Yeah, whatever. Yeah, just want to make sure yeah. in touch with the culture. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse's FaceTiming me. Answer. <laughs> Hold on. Yo. I can't hear you. 
Cause you plugged in. Hold on. Yo, what's good? What's good? Ain't nothing, man. Happy birthday. Look Yo, at you. Your mustache birthday, is Jesse. all crisp hey, Yo, can, can you let him know he's on the podcast before he like says something crazy? Oh, Jess, you on the podcast, by the way. Say what up to the listeners. What up? What up, Abstract? How you doing? <laughs> Yo, Jess, happy birthday, bro. Happy birthday. Good, good. Hey, Thomas, I think you sweating in the, um, in the sauna, man. That's, that, that's, you cleaning out that 20, 2018 toxins. Yeah, I got to get rid of sucking niggas, man. <laughs> all right. Jess, I, I wanted to wish you a happy birthday. That's why I was hitting you up. You know what we're talking about, right? What? We're talking about the Fire Festival. Really quick before you go, what's your thoughts on the Fire Festival? Um, one of the biggest rules of dumb and customer services never overpromise and underdeliver. And it's, it's a very important that you manage your client and uh, guest expectations. And they, they did a poor job of doing that. Mm, how do you feel they did on the on the? On hey, the... Yo, stop interviewing my man on his birthday. <laughs> <laughs> One last question. I'm gonna let you go because I know your party is gonna be crazy. Crazy. How do you feel about the the, the marketing and promotion behind the fire festival? Because I know that's your lane. They did a great job of securing uh, partners and sponsors. Mm-hmm. or clients guaranteed, you know, that doesn't necessarily translate to producing work. And, you know, it's, it's sexy. It's sexy to get that check, but it's not as sexy to put on overalls and roll your sleeves up. Or, and, right. And, and, get busy, and go busy. to a remote island and go to a remote island to ensure you have sponsored, sponsored uh, deliverables that you created the covenants that you made domestically and executed on the island. That's not easy. <laughs> nah, that's not. Festival as a whole ain't easy. I know you got the phone in your hand, and Jesse probably can't hear me. But when is Jesse pulling back up to New York City, man? We gotta hang out. Jess, yeah, Jess is. He's gonna do something I'll here. Back. I'll be back after Super Bowl. Yeah, um, we're doing three three private events with Remy Martin, and then we have a, a Direct TV Super Saturday activation that we're doing with STK, and then we have a hospitality house that we're we're uh, managing. So as soon as, you know, those things, I need about a week after that to recap. And then as soon as I come up for air after Super Bowl, I'm, I'm going to do my uh, travels of uh, Miami and, and New York. Dope. Lit. Looking forward to seeing you, bro. Yeah. All right, yeah. bro. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate the call, man. And y'all, you know, continue bringing the fire on the podcast. You know, maybe the fire festival didn't work, but y'all bring a lot of fire on air. So the podcast, world, the podcast world on fire. <laughs> Bars from Jesse. Huh? Bars. Right. <laughs> Yo, I'm going to holler at you. All right, he brings up valid points, man. Yeah, you know, like the even if even if they weren't able to pull off like all of the artists, the customer service aspect was completely awash. The craziest part about it is the whole reason was for this platform that was kind of like built off of customer service and access to celebrities, right? If I'm understanding the the whole reason this fire app or whatever it was, wasn't it to get artists to perform or show up or do whatever in locations that they might not otherwise, you know? Yeah, it was Uber for booking talent. Got it. Right. That's how it started. Yeah. And it, it was real. Like, I don't know if y'all remember it, but it was a thing. Like, people were excited to yeah. get on this app. It was spreading like wildfire. No pun intended. I and actually. the festival messed it up. 
I actually liked the idea. It's honestly, I'm it's surprised that it's still not like being like someone's probably duplicating it right now. Like, yeah, you should like the ability to go on an app and book talent on your own. I mean, obviously, it takes out the middleman. Like, it's literally some of our friends. Yeah, like so <laughs> when the, the the Uber example is good because in cities like New York, L.A., San Francisco, where cabs are a big deal, it's a big business. They've been taken over by Uber and Lyft, so same idea would would um, would um, would apply for like Fire because you would eliminate booking agencies altogether and just go directly to to the talent. Could you imagine the ability to book Hove if you had the bag? Nah, but I could I could imagine the ability to book uh, Sticky Fingers, a a boogie with the hoodie, or, or some or someone that I could afford, right? And like yeah, do something reasonable. Wait, or what? somebody that you really love. No, my bad, Sticky. I ain't mean that. <laughs> I, I was just trying to go no left. Disrespect. Yeah. Who could? I don't know. Who I could afford. Maybe I can't afford Sticky. Whatever. You know. You know what I mean. Who? Uh, wait. Who were you gonna have at your wedding that was gonna sing? Nah. You know That's what's funny? What you could afford. You know what's funny about that? I said on the podcast <laughs> recently, right? And I forgot that one of our homegirls actually did have the person I said. Yeah. So I didn't really mean to say Keisha Cole. I did, but I didn't. So, (laughs) 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 whatever. Wait, didn't you say you'd be able to pay her phone bill? Nah, my homie was like, he didn't say Keisha Cole. My homie was like, yo, I got a couple artists you could book if you just pay their phone bill. Like, you know them too. (laughs) Why? Nah, but yeah, going back to the fire festival, it was, it was poorly executed from from every angle. Yo, how about like the the idea that you should hire professionals to do jobs. A professional planner would not would not and have pay them that it can and rain. pay them to do that job. Yeah, like yo, it's it, rain is a possibility. Like, how could you forget that rain is a thing? Yo, the fact that <laughs> he used FEMA tents as cabanas is wild. And you know, it's all sorts of ironic because I think it's hilarious that kids was waiting for this villa, paid ten thousand dollars, saw it, and Ten-ten. went. Like sold ten, a dream. Yo, like ten thousand was like the bottom fee, wasn't it? Yeah. Sold them a dream. <laughs> and everyone was on like this small little plane to get to the island. Yo, but were y'all down with Magnesis? Did y'all have Magnesis cards? No. Definitely did. Did definitely you ever go did. to any Magnesis events? No, I definitely didn't. Did you ever didn't. go to any Magnesis clubhouses? No. no. Great. It was great. Been to all of them. Are you serious? I have friends that have gone to Soho House on Magnesis. Wow. I have gone to dinner with Jose because Jose was a Magnesis member. And we've been to um, art shows. Like, you had to show your Magnesis card. Like, so the he had a concept was company. there. Yeah. And do you see what he did? He was a swiper. Yeah. He basically said, Oh, I can take the magnetic strip off of my card and put it onto another one. Absolutely illegal. But he <laughs> did, and it started a brand new business. That's crazy. Yeah. But Magnesis was out here popping. I must have missed that era. Like, I mean, this was not too long ago. This is in the past like five, six years. It's not like this a long time ago at all. Why have I never heard of Magnesis? I mean, because it didn't scale huge, and it was it was it was a very New York City elite. Yeah, thing. and it was for it was supposedly for the who's who, and it wasn't built for everyone to know about it. Wow. So I guess you're a nobody. I'm clearly a nobody, huh. but I know that I wouldn't fucking go to this festival either. Um, you would. No, I would. If someone if someone sponsored you to go, you would have no qualms about going to this amazing event. You'd be hyped, and you'd tell me and Brian, "Yo, y'all gotta go." You'd be there in a hot second. Nah. <laughs> yes, you nah. would. There's nothing that would have stopped you by myself on an island. If someone gave said, "Hey, 
you know, let's say your job said, hey, you got to look for this like elite talent that's going to be a fire festival. I need you to go out there and shake hands, go to this networking event. Would you not go? Is there anything that would have stopped you? Uh, There's some things that are just too good to be true, man. Like really good music and 10 other top tier artists in one place. It happens all the time. No, it doesn't. Not not on an island. Yeah, not on an island. You know what I want to know? Like, where, where are they staying? Where did they use the restroom? When they were there? Oh, man. I don't even know if that. Yeah, because I definitely didn't see any fucking porta potties. Porta potties. Nah, no porta potties. I mean, we've been on islands before. Like, it, you know. Yeah, it's, it's a little different. No nasty. I mean, the, the part that gets me is, you know, the, the selling of the dream part, right? Yeah. Like, genius team, very talented team, packaged something up. And made you believe, like, even though you knew it was fucking snake oil, even though, like, you know, nothing like that has ever been done, they fucking pulled it off and made you think, yo, that's gonna be fire. That's powerful yeah. to me. I wouldn't buy into it. I don't think, I think you would. I don't like being the first of anything. Like, but that's that, just that's you being the a alert. contrary. That's the alert. The allure is to be the first. Yeah. You always want to be the first. Like, nah. I'm fine with being the first. Nah, not, not when it comes to, I'm not a, and there's certain, there's certain, I'm not a I'm not a beta tester. Right. Well, then you're not exclusive either. No. They go hand in hand. Yeah. yeah. Yo, well, fuck you. No, no, no. I'm, just, I'm being <laughs> honest. Like, I would have been completely like when it would been there with my wife. Like, yo, on a, stranded on an island. Yeah. I nah. Would, but so Billy, right? Yeah. His persona I've seen so many times here in New York City startups, startups in San Francisco. His persona <laughs> was one that. You know, I'm really, really aggressive. I know how to raise money, and I'm going to make something out of absolutely nothing. Yeah. So I'm, like, cool with Billy until he, like, dropped the ball. Like, everything he did leading up to the event, I think he did the right thing. Up until maybe, like, two weeks before he realized he couldn't execute, and they were urging him to tell people, like, yo, I'm sorry, I can't do it. I think he did the right thing. But I think there were people that were, like, they, they, they had a hard time believing he'd be able to execute from the jump. Right. And what what would you do if people told you you have a hard time executing for the jump on a dream you have? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you fight harder. Yeah, I would. Nah, I can't even front. There was there's there were aspects of Billy's characteristics that I, I kind of like appreciated. Actually. Yeah, same here. You mm, know, it's yeah. like he's a typical startup. And founder. Billy, hold on, just let's set the tone. Billy is the fire festival founder. fire festival owner orchestrator. Yeah. yeah. Magnesis co-founder with a co-founder Mr. Mr. Um, with the Curtin. ruler. What's the um, name? What's the name? Uh, Jeffrey Atkins. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I got a question for you. So a couple of um, episodes ago, we talked about Dame Dash and how you know he had this bold statement saying like, "I don't. I'm a businessman. I, I sell companies. Mm-hmm. I do this." What's the difference between obviously integrity aside, what Billy's doing as calling him a businessman, call himself right. a businessman? Yep. Versus what Dash, Dame Dash is doing, which is you don't think is a businessman, you know, yeah. building longevity. You think Billy falls in that category of a hustler over a businessman? I think they both fall into the category of business minds. Yeah. I think they really both fall into the... No, I'll take that back. I think they're both creatives. I don't think they're necessarily fully business people. I think they have these grandiose... I disagree, but go ahead. I think they have these grandiose dreams... I think they they have these um, no just these dreams and they're not really Billy specifically is not great at executing. Dame is obviously 
been executing. Yeah. Um, but I don't I don't necessarily think that either one of them are like built for. Yeah, I see the creative, the visionary pieces. part. Like the visionary I, is more that what I mean than, than creative. I, yeah. I agree with you on that one. But like I just saw him as a hustler. Like he he no just flip shit. <clears throat> the difference between Dame Dash and Billy Billy was better at um, bu- building relationships. So anytime he got into um, a bit of a challenge financially. He was able to. Point. He was. He was able to find someone that would be able to help him out, or suck dick. For Yo, him. wait, hold up, wait. Let, let's get, <laughs> yeah. let's get into like the shitty part about that, right? And I, I caution myself even getting into this, but like, look at how easy he had access to capital. Oh yeah, it was insane. Insane. He he, he just with, with nothing. Which is interesting that he needed to be a fraud with the amount of relationships that he established he continued to be a fraud why why do you say he was being a fraud though fam he took one business watched it flop took that money and watched it flop and then took more money and watched it flop i think he ended up being a fraud (laughs) trying to catch up but i don't think that was his that was his original intention was to defraud all these like users wait you tell people you have Super Bowl tickets and they cost X amount of money. You have them buy those tickets. You take that money to pay off someone else that but you that was po- that was post the festival, right? No, this was before the f- no, no, that, that, was, that was, post. was post. That was, that was right. post. So what I'm saying is leading up so yeah, he became a piece of shit like after the festival flopped, right? What I'm saying is <laughs> I believe that he really thought that he could accomplish this. And there got to be a certain level of crazy for you to get to that point. Okay. Yeah. All right. So even if he, in his mind, he believed he was able to accomplish this festival, even after it flopped, if he was a man of integrity, he would have paid back everybody that invested in this festival as well. That's that's actually not the, um, that's funny because it goes back to the episode about Tristan. That's not the culture of tech. To pay back your investors? It's not. <laughs> They take wait, losses wait, 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 all the time. So the woman on the island that was like providing all of the food. The venture capitalist. Oh, oh, that woman. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, that she was, needs that's her, different. She needs her 50 grand back ASAP. Like, I, I, and I'm sure she got to go for me. And they gotta I had yeah, dinner, they I had have, dinner yeah. with a guy that was hired on to do the um, video for the fire Festival. Mm. He actually won the contract. He was actually supposed to be paid six figures. He brought out like nine photographers, and yeah. once they got out there, they were stranded. He owed them, I think, in total, like forty k. Billy owed no the photographer. Like he owed the photographers, the guy that won the contract, right? For travel, he he fronted everything for travel. Shout out to those private planes they had. <laughs> crazy. Yeah, and then on top of that, the equipment. Be your photographer, you know, like. Getting equipment anywhere is a challenge. Like yeah. so, he lost that and he did not get it back. He's still fighting for the six figures that he's owed from Billy. Yeah, vendors completely need to get paid. What I'm saying is, it's not the culture of tech to pay back these investors at but all. But you have to pay back the vendors, and that's for what sure. I mean. not, that, the, that's not the investors. That's I'm, dirty. Uh, yeah, let me take that back. Not the investors, the vendors. Right, investors should do their vetting. And understand what's going on before they decide to jump in. Um, these vendors, they are hired for a service. They should have taken big deposits up front. All these things should have happened. 
Um, and maybe they did. Maybe they took the <clears throat> deposits. No, he didn't get a deposit. They should have listened to Abstract Square Podcast where we said, hey, <laughs> take enough deposit where if you don't do the job, then you're not mad. Right. Yeah, that's true. I mean, what what else about the, the, the festival bothered you? Nothing bothered me until he fucked up. I, I really was happy to see these guys hustling, living a life, smiling, really building something that was out of the box. And until so they just couldn't do it. I mean, it showed me what people, what this Instagram or social media culture right. turned us into. You know, like that people were so hyped for this idea of lavish villas and, right. you know, music and private Supermodels jets and yachts and, and supermodel. Like beautiful this, Instagram. This shit was fake. You, you know? know, you know what's crazy is when they were like when they were preparing for the festival and the, the, they were doing the marketing and the promotions and they were bringing out all these supermodels yeah like at what point did they say yo this shit does not feel right like son i saw the i remember the original video and seeing the lineup of supermodel like understanding that like these women were at the top of the top of yeah that game some of them were probably ig but like yeah. chanelle ma was in that right yeah, and wow. at that time she was you know yeah at the top, so I'm I'm not sure the other, you know, Bella models. Hadid, that's her name, maybe, right? maybe. Yeah, and I then don't, um, I, don't, I don't look at these people, but the, the I did see they paid Kylie Jenner too, right? As an influencer, not as a yeah supermodel, quarter at, million dollars. Like at some point, you got to be like, yo, something's something not right. right. Nah, you can't do that. It's too much. It's it's when you have an unlimited like access to cash, you can't believe that something's not going to work. I don't know. He I'm, had an unlimited access to cash until he didn't. Yeah, from a Billy perspective, <laughs> like like you said, it's crazy. And he was probably a super yeah. optimist. Yeah. Like super. <laughs> Literally to the last day. To the last day. <laughs> Until they had a song. Yo, I bags. died when he said, she was like, yeah, he went out there on the four-wheeler and then came back. Yo, he disappeared on the four-wheeler. My man jetted across the island on the four-wheeler and then come back for a couple hours. I mean, I loved, I loved seeing everything go down because I think people need to see, like, Stop believing all this shit. Do like, people realize how recent this was? Like, I remember actually taking the, the Fire Festival Instagram and looking at their actual feed and, like, stealing a template and using it for something yeah. that me and Jose was working on. Oh, my god, It's recent. Like, this is not, like, a long time ago at all. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, he really hustled people. Do you think that, do you think it would have went down that way if, if there was no Billy and it was just Ja Rule? <laughs> <laughs> I don't eat nah. I, I think it was just ja Rule. the he statement just ja Rule doing it made me laugh all the whole. No disrespect to Queens, but your fam's trash. Yeah, I'm from Southside. It's Northside shit. <laughs> yo, oh, he's it? trash. He's, 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 Lance, what up? <laughs> it's a Northside yeah. thing. Nah, I just yeah, like he was able to get away with so much, and then even after he was indicted, well, I don't indicted. understand what you mean. Get away? What did he get away with? Everything. Like what, dude? He. People were left unpaid. Okay, they that that I agree. They with. indicted him. That's not he, that's not getting away with anything. The fact that you were able you were able to like be outside. He's doing six years. He got six years. Six years for fraud. Yeah, that's for, not for, a long time for, for wire fraud. For, uh, we so, have we have personal friends that have done less than six years for wire fraud and made just as much money. It's different. What do you mean it's different? It's wire different. fraud is wire fraud. Nah, but I, he was... I a mail fraud? Wire fraud? One of the two. Oh, yeah. Anyways. Um, <laughs> nah, I mean, yeah, he's doing the time now, but look look how long it took to get to that point. Like, he was out on bail, and 
continue still doing to fuck like, shit. yeah, do bullshit. Yeah, he's trying to get out of a hole, man. Like, wasn't he I'm, supposed? I'm not co-signing it, but wasn't he supposed to be in the basement of his parents' house in yeah, New Jersey? And then he but, pull up in that Tribeca loft, looking like mellow. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like yeah, he, yeah. Uh, he's going down. Once you see somebody fail miserably, and then see them somehow not look like they failed, That's, run. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> run exactly. And it's so interesting to, to see Ja Rule like be kind of cool about it. Actually, I saw him yesterday. What? Yeah, I did. I saw him yesterday. Were you saying in the city or you saying yeah, right Yeah, I saw him in the city. Oh, okay. So what you mean by by cool about it? Was well, he in that I eight though? He be riding he around. Was, yeah. yeah, I'm seeing. I be coming to you know the joint around. <laughs> what what you what you and mean you just, by cool you know, about like, it? Like you just don't see the the anger or you know the animosity for for trying to set something up and it falling apart. You don't see that like. That that's fire not, in him, you nah, know. Like, that's not, I, he's got to be a little bit embarrassed, right? Nah, man, that's not that's not good business. I don't appreciate people that are like that. I think they annoy me. He legitimately was just like, um, like, it's over. You move on. It is what it is. We failed, and what am I going to do about it? Nothing. It completely is mm, what it is. I don't know. Be would would you? It's react like a turnover in after, a basketball game. Yeah, that's a huge turnover. That's like a Chris Webber timeout. Yeah, but if you. Yeah, but you got to get over that at some point. Chris ain't got was, over it. I think he was delusional. <laughs> he's, a, he's a sucker for that. I think he was delusional. You think Ja Rule was delusional? Yeah. Nah, I think he was in. I mean, I don't know. No, he was definitely in on it. Remember, he was like, we have in to on f- what? Why are y'all saying it like he like like Billy came out here to just take everybody's money? If he was here to do that, he would have stopped trying to build shit a long time ago. Yo, so why didn't Ja Rule flip on Billy when the shit was falling apart? He was talking money. about, we got to fix this. Fam, we're not fixing shit. You giving me my half dream. back? It's still a big dream, man. Yo. Delusional. So I think they so still So rule is delusional. Yeah. No, no, no. You have to be delusional to be an entrepreneur at that at that scale. You have to be. I also think Ja Rule got into this world, the, the white world. Once 50 ruined his career. <laughs> Talk right? about it, Brian. Once 50 fucked his career, who else did he go to? And I remember coworkers, college friends, People all of a sudden it was just oh yeah Jaru Jaru this Jaru that I'm like nobody gives a fuck about Jaru. He ja thought Rule. he had fucking access, and he and fell into the white it. world of you know being idolized as this OG rapper quote unquote, and now he got this false sense of fucking pride and and access and able you know ability to do whatever. Imagine imagine you imagine you're like a a rapper whose career has started to lackluster. And you find a business partner that seemingly has an access to unlimited capital. Yep. What do you do? Not not you, Chad, because you're gonna run because you play the game safe. <laughs> right. But most people are gonna say, you know what? I gotta figure out how to make this work because I'm never gonna find this person with, un- with unlimited access to capital again. Billy is the smarts. He got the money, and I got the cachet. I got the cool. I got the marketing. And he's I got had the- successful startups before this, so yeah. it's not like. Yeah. Fire Festival was his first company that failed. Like he's had a company that has not failed before that. Not to mention, you said it yourself, Chad, mm-hmm. during this conversation. The tech side of the business was a was an amazing idea. Mm-hmm. It was. So it's like if I got this amazing idea that I'm invested in, am I really going to let this festival fuck it up? Yeah, when I can become the Uber of booking talent. Yeah, that's tech though. This isn't fucking party planning. Like, he literally tried to plan a party. In his mind, he was planning a party, not a festival. And that's where he fucked up. Yeah, but my, the point that I'm making is if he has the festival and they have the tech company and they're all one investment for the co-founders, 
if one flops, do I have to, like give up because I have this like other promising idea that's way more promising than the festival? You just don't let tech people do things outside of tech. That's a fact. That's a major fact. <laughs> Super fact. Because they tried to apply the same model. Super. Oh, fact. we can skip the middle, man. We can do whatever yeah, if we got yeah. money. You know, we, like, we got coders. Right. No, you can't code the fucking FEMA tents. You know Which is right. exactly like, why I stopped what I was saying when I said that Billy's a creative. Because like that's if he was, yeah. then he would have figured that part out. Yeah. Yeah. Completely. Yeah. We're on the same page. If he was smart. Let's not say he's not smart. That's disrespectful. He was smart enough to get unlimited access to cash. All right. If, I don't even okay. know if that's right. smart, right? So like it, that it's, might it's be cunning, cunning, charming, connected. Like you're a white man in America, a white boy in America with deep connections to wealthy, long money. Like that ain't smart to me. That's you know, mm, that's it's still smart. It's still smart. Yeah, it's, it's privilege. privilege. It's still, it's still, there's still intelligence. Let me ask you this question. Let me, ask, let me ask this question. If you were Billy, what would you have done differently in order to plan for this festival? Exactly what Jesse said. I would not overpromise and underdeliver. Like I would, I would, I would level set this. I would figure out my budget. I do business. I I need details. Okay, I would not promise that I would build a resort on a not resort. <laughs> like he essentially said, I want to build a resort. Like he was building real estate. Like no, you can't do that. That's the the the, the basis of what I would have done is not try to build real estate on an island that wasn't ready for it. I would have kept it. I would have tried to simple simplify everything that he was doing. Like he went from zero to a thousand you know, Max. in an area that you don't know. Like I'm not going to pick up a soccer ball tomorrow and think I'm going to the World Cup. Right. Like, but you know what though? But that could also be your Achilles' heel, right? The the, the idea nah, that son. nah, hear me no, out. Hear you out. Yeah, the idea that I feel like I can do anything is a superpower. Now, if you fail, it sucks. But he at least gave it a shot. Like, what if he would have succeeded? He would have had the it biggest festival crazy. ever. I mean, he had a lot of people believing. Yeah. A, a lot of people believed in it. Yeah. Project It's failed. so interesting because, like, if you, you have startups, right? They go through series yeah. of funding. Mm-hmm. So if he was smart, he would have started a festival at Series A. No, at Seed Round. He would have started <laughs> with, like, but 100 grand in the backyard. He had that because he had... You know, like, not that you have to have a board or a group, but, like, he had his angel investor, right? Like, he had that one. Nah, Brian, I got to disagree. He had more? He had an ability to hire uh, Kendall Jenner. That means that was a quarter million he could, like, just pull out his pocket right there, and she got paid. He had a lot of capital up front. Not little chump-ass change we talking about. Mm. All them supermodels got flown in there. They were living (laughs) a life. Yo, honestly, I would have started local. Maybe like Miami or some shit. Or but Mexico. That, but, but understand that that is also like corny. <laughs> like It's not. Nah, but if... It, Why is it corny? MTV was doing it for like two decades. Yeah, but like if you have this grandiose dream, this like amazing idea, like why take baby steps all the time? Like we got to get out of always taking baby steps when we could just jump out and just build some dope shit. I, I I get it for us, for we, right? But I don't know. Maybe he just didn't understand the, the details of a festival. And that was the latest. Not. He didn't do the he didn't do the education. He didn't do the That's the, the part knowledge. Yeah. that like I don't think he, he you know, he tried to kinda apply that quote unquote fail fast or start right. mentality. My point. That's the culture. I, I mean look at look at Made in America. I mean you went, yeah. right? Yeah. And you B you've gone too. I think I've been once, yeah. So it's like 
every year there's something that that progresses with Made in America. Right. He didn't jump out. Jay didn't jump out the window and say, yeah, I'm about to take over all of Philly to do but Made in America. But you have to understand that what Jay did with his festival was recreate or iterate on a model that already existed. What Billy was trying to do was create an entirely new model mm-hmm. that was never done before. You ha- That is the way. That's innovation. And a lot of times when you try to innovate, you fail. Unfortunately, he tried to do it with other people's money, which is not ideal. And little research. Right. 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 He did it the wrong way, but I'm all for trying to innovate. I hear that. I hear you. All right. So what was the innovation, though? Because I didn't see it. All I saw was just doing shit at a bigger scale. That's I didn't innovation. see innovation. That's innovation. No, nah, not too Flying much. people into Ireland for $10,000 and, and having them like on private jets and like this like really like um, vacation with the stars kind of thing is innovating as far as like the festival market. Yeah, I mean, we know I, the biggest festivals; and they're all dirty and nasty. <laughs> he tried to eliminate the dirty, nasty part of a festival. Yeah, but didn't they have trouble with the wristbands, the Magnesis wristbands? Nah. So what they tried to do Hack was it. it was a scam. RFID, right? Yeah, they tried to RFID tag um, and get people to load funds on there prior to, so that they could have more cash to fund f- fucking up the festival or <laughs> paying for nah, the real festival. Quick, get get five ten. I wish Saeed was here to like really give us the numbers on this, but I'll throw out some fictitious numbers, and if I'm wrong. Don't kill me on the gram. But he tried to get $15, $20 million real quick. Probably try to invest that $20 million. Maybe get $2, 3000000 million back real quick and put that into the business. Mm-hmm. It's a smart move. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what the, the wristband shit was. But, I mean, that's in a, it's in banking. a way maybe innovation. <laughs> but, I mean, that that's was... That's not innovation. That's banking. Yeah. Intact. Yeah, it's banking. It's like you know, let it's me like get a Disney, right? Yeah, that actually, yeah, like yeah. Disney. Yeah, Disney's been doing this shit for a minute. Disney's been doing this shit for yeah. a lot of money. But like, yeah. I don't see. I, I, I mean, I, I disagree. I don't see like the. I just saw a bigger scale, right? Like, saw it doing it at a, a more expensive scale versus what you know, um, innovating. You know, a, but a I don't festival. think those are your sensibilities. Though. I don't think that you would want to go to that festival. I think that you can appreciate. A made in America where someone like me completely hates it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like for me for me to go to Made in America that didn't mess up my clothes would have been exciting to me. Yeah. I mean this is a terrible corny example, but like innovation to me is all right, you go into a festival and you have Bluetooth earpieces and you walking around, you know, yeah. from stage to stage, even though it's trash, right? Yeah. Like that's innovating the way that people are consuming, you know? That that music, not the fact that you're flying in on a private, you know, private jet. Innovation, so innovation is the wrong word. Innovation is the wrong word. I, I get you on that. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, that's that's exactly what I was going to say. Is that like they're they're both innovative. It's just two different mediums, right? Like B is more concerned about like a like technical experience. Yeah, and you're talking about an experience that like involves. It's more of a human-centered experience. Right. It's kind of like, you know what's funny? It's kind of like um, we always talk about Virgil and the way he's innovating at Louis Vuitton. Like, Brian's not going to call that innovation, right? But I'm not either. (laughs) Nor am I. However, (laughs) to a lot of folks, yo, these are innovative ideas. This is fresh. This is new. He's giving access to those that didn't have access to to his clothing before. Like, it's it's subjective when you you talk about innovation. Yeah. I mean, part of it does involve branding. You know, like the reason why someone like Virgil and Off White work with Louis Vuitton is the branding aspect of so it. So why didn't Crippy Cola work? Why didn't what? Why didn't Crippy Cola work? Oh, cri- why is that shit not a Whole Foods? 
<laughs> Wait, hold on. What's creepy? What's creepy cola? <laughs> creepy cola, like creep. You don't know what? <laughs> nah. You don't know. Nah. So, so <laughs> we need to explain explain what creepy cola is. Yeah. Because I know I I think I understand. Yeah, you know now. what's funny? I want to put my my killer Mike voice on killer Mike without. I want to like, yeah. but I don't really know if I could get country like that. Yes, I really want can. to. Go yeah, ahead, you man. Can get, nah. get country. After I listen to him for three hours on Joe Rogan, <laughs> I feel like he's my man. Yeah, I'm gonna ask you on this one though, Killer Mike. Get, get country. But yeah, shouted. so so I watched um his new show. I forgot what it's called. It's on Netflix. Also, uh, Trigger 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 Happy with Killer Mike. It might have been. I Maybe. think that was it. But to me, and y'all could like correct me on this. To me, Killer Mike created like a black freakonomics. Yep. <laughs> And it was so dope. Yeah. Like he decided to, Crippy Cola was, he took um, Crips and decided that they were going to come together to make a legitimate business and create a soda, a cola specifically. Correction, trigger warning with Killer Mike. Dope. And then he did the same thing with the Bloods too. It was actually called Crip Cola. Oh, nah, I like Crippy better. You like Crip? <laughs> hey, yo, hey, yo, Killer Mike rebrand. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and what is it, Blood Pop? Blood Pop, yep. Oh, I like that one. Yeah. He should have had Ja Rule on his team, and then it would have been <laughs> money. And it would have been, it would have been, it would have popped. Now, you know what's so funny? I actually like the approach that Killer Mike took with that specific episode. You know, it's like he did all the right things in terms of like getting a focus group together and and getting the honest the honest opinion of a consumer and how they look at a brand, and immediately with without even. Like asking the true questions, like okay, are these natural ingredients that are, we're using in this? He cola? used six ingredients in the cola, and like, oh no, can't can't be seen drinking this. Nah, nah I'll be in the wrong. First of all, fam, you ain't never in the wrong neighborhood. Like that's the first thing I said. Is like, dude, that was like, oh, I don't want to be in the wrong neighborhood. You're never in the wrong neighborhood. Like that's not even wait, wait what? One of the the dudes in the focus. I've group. been in the wrong neighborhood before, bro. Yeah, that's because you're black. He was white. He's never gonna be. Nah, what are you yes, he about? is. He's no, through Southside right now. Yo, it's like he. Nah, this is a wrong neighbor. If he come through Newark randomly, like it ain't he's right. He's never gonna come through Newark randomly. That's yo. There are wrong neighbors for everyone. It's not a racial thing whatsoever. Like if you don't fit in and you stick out like a sore thumb, you're in the wrong place. Thomas. Listen, you listen. We've been we we've been in certain places where I told you my friends would look like food. Yo, <laughs> yeah, that's that's it's it's very different. It's very different. Like, the you don't know any intentional people that just like nope. I'm staying in my neighborhood. We got people who don't even leave live like leave Queens. They're intentional about it. I agree. <laughs> that's my point. And it's you're right. I'm not trying to make it a race thing. My yeah, don't point turn is, this facial tissue into a racial issue. <laughs> <laughs> All lives matter, God. Yeah, wow. my my point is, he's never leaving his area. Like that's you. That's for a fact. He's intentional. So when he like, but he was trying not to be intentional to to steer away from saying like he doesn't like the soda because it's called Crip Cola. That's the point I'm making. Gotcha. Heard you. Damn. No, you know, like, I mean, you I should like just said like, it that <laughs> way the first time. Nigga. <laughs> hey, get your shit right. You know, uh, but for us. Who go back to those neighborhoods? Yeah, like picking a Crip Cola or a Bloody Pop could mean a, a huge difference for us. Get it right, Blood Pop. Ain't no Bloody Blood. Pop. <laughs> bloody Pop, Crippy Pop, Soda. Yeah, honestly, I don't feel comfortable saying either one of them shits. <laughs> well, would you um, buy it though? I'd have to. 
If it's I kind of want to research. I kind of want to buy it. it though. I want to try it. I'm not really trying to like financially support like gangs. You, I, did you hear the story behind it? No, I did, and I and yeah. I get it, and I I support that they're trying to make a change. Yeah. Um, you support, but from a brand, if I didn't know the story, from a brand perspective, if I saw a blood pop, you got it. I, it'd either be something being appropriated first, or this is just what I would naturally think. Yeah. Or, like, no, nah, I guess I would support it if it yeah, if I felt son. like because like, like at the end of the day, either. you go back to the history of why there's Crips and Bloods and Black Panthers and any of that, Facts. right? Facts. Like foundation was protect, you know, yeah. and serve our neighborhood, our people. I would fucking support it. I get it. Of course. I, I get what goes on. Don't say of course. Like, it's not that easy of a decision. We just had a conversation <laughs> about this shit. Of course. I just said in 2019, I'm going to be supporting us. I got to buy this shit. I hear you. But, like, what if somebody that was Aryan was like, yeah, I'm out this Nazi soda? Like, eh, it don't really work like that. <laughs> I'm supporting us. I mean, it's Coca Cola. Yeah, but, like, what if someone that was violent from another culture wanted to support themselves that ain't got nothing to do with me what if All what I'm if this is Waco is, Texas and they made a Hells Angels coffee cup Waco soda like okay. <laughs> well and then they just decided to just like bomb Centennial Olympic Park like later on and like nah I'm good how many products have you bought that have had someone behind it that was fraudulent yo fuck all that how about yeah how about when homie tried to find um Killer Mike tried to live with only buying products that were black owned. And he said that he could only live for six hours. It's crazy. Using all black products. And I thought about that and was like, I don't know if I could last five, ten minutes. Of course. He, one, couldn't get any gas. How about wash up? How about some soap? Oh, he could have. He could have went to five. Got points. some black soap real he got quick. Some black soap. Yeah, real quick. Or little five. Either or, he could have got some black soap. That was his bad. Yo, that was a really interesting like that case was like, study. I would go back and watch that one episode. Yeah, I think alone. that's what made me like the entire series was that that conversation of like how how can I live, how could I really have cooperative economics and and live off those economics? Like, I couldn't. He couldn't. Mm-hmm. He yeah, can. and that's the, it. Was sad for me, like watching the episode. Like I thought about like how how much work we have to do. You know, it actually yeah. went back to my Dame Dash uh, conversation that we had a couple episodes, if not the last episode, about like doing business at a high level. Like, yes, you can do business, but like we can't go to Kroger, Publix, uh, Shoprite, Whole Foods, and buy like some soap that we made. No, so like how insignificant really is or really are the brands that are black owned they're not commercially viable so like what does it really matter i mean i think it matters Chad's because disagree but yeah, yeah no i think they matter because at the end of the day like they you have to start from somewhere right agreed but like we do have to scale like we have to focus on scaling from the from the onset not just building a company no agreed i mean building a company is is one thing right but Figuring out how to get that economies of scale is what we don't. We got to do better. We don't do that. Yeah. Shout out to Tristan. (laughs) Right. That's exactly where I was going with it. And that's why I'm excited about that acquisition. Because you because now there's a now there's a black brand. He's going to scale more than he ever scaled before. He doesn't own the company. But this is Killer Mike would not. Killer Mike couldn't get like he shouldn't have gotten a haircut. 
Do you realize that? No, no. It's a, yeah, he was using the Andy's Clippers. Clippers. He was yeah. using Andy's Clippers. The cape wasn't owned by an African American. Right. The, the chair <laughs> wasn't owned by an African American. You want to hit a real point? Like let's let's really be technical and about I'm, it. I'm almost for certain the black dude did not own the shop. He no, was no, 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 no. I don't care if he's right. What if he own? I don't care if he I owned. Disrespecting it. that man, yeah. No, no, no. B, hear me out. All right. Who? Let's say that he owned it. Okay. What bank did he borrow from? Facts. That's what I mean by because he ain't got rep. I mean, he ain't got reparations to pay that shit in cash. That's what I mean. Yo, he didn't go to One United to get the mortgage. That's a yeah. fact. Yeah, that's my point. He shouldn't have gotten a haircut. He shouldn't have got shit. He shouldn't have been able to walk into any edifice in that region. <laughs> Actually, he should have took off his Jordans, his camo pants, the jacket he had on. Well, the Jordans are technically partially black owned. They're not. Partially. Oh, so now we... I- I'm just giving us some credit. But Damn, you don't, don't want credit. But the, 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 point, the, the, the overarching point is... Laces though, came from Taiwan. The overarching point is there's no ease of access when it comes to buying black at all. Like, it's just not. And, and my point is, if I'm building a business and I, I, I can't wait until the next business that I build that is scalable. Or my first business that I build that's scalable. Um, but I, that's my focus when I build a business is something that's commercially viable, household name. Other than that, it doesn't have enough of an impact to really be. That's why I asked you like last week about do you care about every black business or just. Or do you care about black businesses that are large? Because like, yeah, if I own your coffee shop, your juice shop, like, yes, I'm independent. However, if I own a chain, of, if I own Jamba Juice across the country, like I, I've, I've done something very different and a lot more important. I'm, I'm, I totally missed it. I mean, I still think that. No, hold on. Where, where were you going with that? Point? Where I'm going with it is. If you own your coffee shop, it's great. You're independent right. for yourself, right? Okay. But it's so much more impactful for you to own Jamba Juice. Why? Why? Why is it so much more impactful for me to own a Jamba Juice? Because you have the like one of the only commercially viable black brands to exist in this country. It's cool to have your mom and pop shop. It's great, but it's really great to have Black P and G. It's really great to have. Our first car company, our like it's really, it's really great to have big shit. Hey yo, <laughs> <laughs> nah, but I, I, I see what you mean. Like in, in terms of the big shit, right? Jamba Juice probably franchises, right? Yeah, you can roll that up under your people. Have other people who don't, don't even matter. Don't even have to be in our demographic. Right, give you money and fund right. that big. That's how umbrella. we build real wealth. Yeah. It's really great if we get, you know, because we can't be Rockefellers at this point, but there's still automakers that need to be built. Like, there's, there's still, like, I actually spoke to this dude years ago. He's a designer, and he was focused on making cars that have seats that are, that are, that fit, like, our, like, our size. Yeah. Right? Like, black people's, like, frame. Like, that's a huge idea, and I, even though he didn't execute it. I'm interested in like building big shit like that. But here's the thing. Like I know you're interested in building big shit, right? And to Chad's point about small businesses, like we cherish them, right? As but do I. Do we and this is going this is the pessimist in me. Shout out to Billy. Do the Billies <laughs> allow for that scale from us, right? 
Ja Rule was looking mm. for that scale. In the not same, in the same not saying they they're they got gatekeepers or whatever it is, right? right? But back to this conspiracy theory, they do everything that they can to prevent those economies of scale from our businesses. Like right, P and G is an example, or may not be an example, right. but. I see it in that way of like, yeah, you can get to that place of getting the blamba juice or whatever it is, right? Blamba juice. Shout out I'm gonna put, I'm gonna put black in front of everything. But <laughs> <laughs> no, B's making a really valid point, right? Like, I, I really truly feel like there are powers at B that will not, you know, that will keep us at small businesses. Yeah, I, see, you know, the thing about that B is, or try to keep. Us. I'm more like Billy. I don't give a fuck. Like, I don't, I don't care about Agreed. those that are like not giving me access like do you have we how much access do you, the three of us have right now that we're technically not supposed to have at all yeah there, there there's access to be gained and i don't want their access right like i don't i don't want that shit i want that shit like a motherfucker like mm-hmm. i want yo I, I tell you all the time little shit don't excite me to it i told you this actually at your crib recently right Little shit is nice. Pause if you want to do all that. Yeah, we could get there. <laughs> like little, little, little things are great. I'm excited for them, but I'm. I think that our purpose as given all of these opportunities is to build shit that is like world class. Yeah, we're too smart not to build world class shit. All right, let's 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 take this home. Someone no, first com- of all, you're not taking me home. B. <laughs> yeah. I said this, not you. Oh, I- Someone walks in here today and says, yo, I really, really love what Abstract Square is doing. Speak it into existence. And I want to just, you know, I just want to buy. I want to buy you guys. How much? (laughs) (laughs) So that's a great question between you and Thomas. Thomas is like, yo, how much? What's up? I'm I'm trying to. You're like, no, I want to sit in this little abstract studio. Look at the paint chip. Deal with the struggle, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, you got a quarter million for me, great. I can start investing in our social, and I can build us even larger. Let's let's in, in, to your point last episode. Let's figure out a way to make this a mutually beneficial contract. <laughs> now nah, you can't be like how much, and then say let's make this a mutually beneficial. Contract. You know, because uh, mutually beneficial never means fifty fifty. So first off, I would never start a. Uh, I I would never respond to someone wanting to buy anything from me with how much. How would you respond then? I would want to know the details. Like, what are the details? Does this when you say buy? Are you saying like I no longer own this, or is this like you want a percentage? Like, I have a ton of questions. So what if what if they wanted fifty one percent? No. Forty nine. Nope. What if they wanted to give you $10 million and take 99%? Nope. You know what that means? That means they see something and they're going to be able to scale it without my help, which means I know I have a viable a viable product. So if someone says, you know what, I'm going to give you 10 mil, that means, oh, shit, that means I'm probably worth 20, 30. Yeah, they never going to break even buying some shit. It's like going to a car dealership. You really think you coming out on top when you had them drop the price on the on the the tag five ten k? I'm seeing we're, we're talking like in, nah. I don't I don't want to be um disrespectful to anyone. Takiya always like laughs me when I talk like this. But if someone offered me ten million dollars, I understand that's not a lot of money. Firstly, yeah, and then I also understand that okay, that's eight hundred thousand dollars for my family for the rest of their life. 
Am I really going to turn away $800,000 for the rest of my family's life, generation after generation after generation after generation after generation? Like, probably not. That 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 goes back to what Dame Dash was talking about. Like, he, he, he talked about the fact that we... Like we're we're not creating our own generational wealth on our own. We're taking it from somewhere else, and then we're left with nothing. That's why Rockefeller is if this, have, Rockefeller is non-existent because of that that same reaction. Okay, if you want to talk about the actual property, what I'm talking about is the fact that Dame lives in Malibu right now. What I'm talking about is that eight hundred thousand dollars to my family forever is important to me because the next generation. Can take that 800k and mm-hmm. have access that I never had. So you're you're debting any sort of partnership? No, I'm not debting it. Is, I'm just I saying mean, that it's a, that it's open this, for I conversation. Mean, he's saying that like he, he, there's a long game and a short game, right? Right. I'm yeah, playing but, a long game. Yeah, you're playing a you're playing. I understand that, and I'm not saying you're completely wrong. I think the point that I'm getting, I'm trying to get you to make or trying to get you to understand is that we're never going to be able to see wealth within our own if we continue to think. That we like we we can't do it on our own. Uh, let me ask you a question. Then. So we're talking. We're just gonna leave. We're just gonna make this continue with this fictitious number of eight hundred k, right? Okay. If you're if you're forgive me for saying your dad. I don't know your dad. I never met him. But let's say your dad made that decision. He owned a company, mm-hmm. and he and he allowed your trust fund to be of eight hundred thousand dollars annually for the rest of your family's life. Would you not take that 800K and build an incredible business? Annually? Oh, because my dad sold something? Yeah. I get it. Because your dad decided to say, you know what? I'm going to take this L so that my, my son has 800K annually for his family and doesn't have to work and can be creative for himself. And so what happens when I create something for myself and someone goes, hey, Chad, let me buy your business. And I go, oh, shit, this is more money than my dad gave me. And I'm going to continue to build generational wealth for my child. And then <laughs> so my sell. point is we Hold have on. to get I there. sell. Hold on. And then my daughter, Chelsea, now has all this money. And she continues to build whatever business she has. And then someone goes to her and says, hey, Chelsea, I want to buy your business for X amount of dollars. And she goes, oh, shit, my dad and my granddad allowed me to have this money. And I want to do the same for my children. You know, it's a fucking it's a cycle, man. And we all have right. to break it. That's that's all I'm getting. That's all my right. so, whole point. So, so let's talk about it first. Right. And I really want to hear Brian's POV. But I want to inject my point first. Firstly, it's not a cycle. It is. A, it is a cycle. I'll tell you why it's not a cycle, because you don't have eight hundred thousand dollars. And you're not passing down a million dollars annually to your family yet. At what po- at what point are we, are we going to take a risk? At what point you the risk is the person that starts the generational wealth. It is always a risk <laughs> when we're being bought out. If someone walked, be all right, be someone you, you cash is king. You bought a house. Yep. You you said that this house. Could potentially be an investment, but if not, you can start a family there, right? Yep. Someone says, "B, I'm going to buy this house from you." I'll ask for the contract. I'll ask how much, <laughs> and understand what that means for phase three of my life, phase two, phase eight. You know, like if that can start something that's going to be potentially bigger. Like you see this, and and I'm 
waving my finger in like grass, right? Mm, I get it. I see a graph, right? And and I see the peak of of this business being here. But had I not taken that opportunity, the peak of this potential could have been way higher. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna evaluate that. There there is some grandparent right now that had a a brownstone in Brooklyn regretting selling that home. They're regretting it right now. And there's some child of the parent or grandparent that's like, fuck, my parent, my grandparents own this brownstone and we fucking sold it for 500000 and this shit is worth $2.3 million. I have a friend whose mom bought a house for $200,000 in Harlem that is presently worth $4.5 million. And she's staying in that house. As she should, because it's going to continue to appreciate. Now, what's going to happen is at some point, she's going to need to sell that house. There's going to need to be cash as investments. Like, it's going to have to happen. They're not coming from a place of wealth. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Tommy. I, I think that, like, building the generational wealth and not breaking the cycle, I get it, right? But, like, this 400-year head start, my nigga, like, right, we gotta catch up. it got to start from somewhere. And I'll take up. somebody's green. Yeah, but, gotta like, catch if, up. You, if you continue to sell the 40 acres in the mule, you'll never own anything. I get but it. You, but we've never gotten, we haven't gotten the we 40 acres We still don't have yet. it. We've, we've ha- that $800,000 I'm talking to you about? Bro, we, we have owned land. We have owned I'm, land I'm, in I'm, this I'm country, speaking, and we I'm have speaking, sold I'm it. I'm speaking figuratively. Not, listen. My, yeah, I get it. I get what you're saying. You're speaking figuratively, but we have owned land and we have sold it. We 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 have time and time again have sold shit to someone else and we no longer own it. We will fucking buy it. Matter of fact, here's a great example. All right, I used to work at Verizon, right? Anyone that lives in the tri-state area, you may know that Verizon owns this really large campus in Baskin Ridge. Oh, really? Before they were on that campus, it was owned by AT&T. They bought it, sold it, and decided to rent it back. They no longer own that property. I mean, so what? <laughs> That's my, yo, it's, it's validating that, yo, at any given moment, they could get the fuck up out of there. But they don't, they don't longer own that shit. And they should. You know, you, sound? The, the you know how you sound right now? Don't get punched in the face. Nah, nah, nah. This is, and this, is, this is real financial shit. You sound like the person that is adamant about buying their car in cash. Because never, they own it. I, I never buy my, I would never. Because, no. you're, because you're fiscally responsible. You understand finance. Mm-hmm. You also sound like the person that will never lease a car. I'm leasing now. But but my point is, we're talking. So, we're talking. <laughs> no no no. I know that you get these things. I'm just trying to make it relevant. Like you're speaking as if you don't understand the way finance works. Like these are in, these are investments. Like sometimes you have to take an L to take a, to take a W. So when you sell when you sell off a company, what is that? Is that an investment or is that an L? It depends on the circumstance. It depends on what it is. Depends on what you need. It depends Listen, on this for, cash. for me to for you, me to you're breaking even. You don't know if you're breaking. You're breaking even. even. You're breaking. You're breaking even off your initial investment. Right. Is that is that an investment or an L? Because that fucking sounds like an L to me. Because that's the point that I'm trying to make to you. It's not an L at all. It is an if, L. If I have you come out with nothing, if you come out with cash, you don't get cash. You're breaking even. You're paying back your investors. 
Is that an L or what? It, it's, it's way more information doesn't that. matter. Wait, I need you. Is it an L or not? Nah? If you break even on on a business, yeah, it's that, a win because you started not, your business more likely with debt. That you you you're left with nothing. But you, you started even. with negative. If yeah, you started so a business. That's <laughs> not a win either. You're in, either coming you're in the red or the black. Right. If you if you started in the red, which you probably did if you started a business, and you end up in, yeah, but in that, the in that, the almost black. Yo, it's a so, win. All right, so let's anything go. that's plus what you started with is a win. No, Thomas. Yo, an how, could, how is it not? No, no, no. It's a number listen, line. Listen, all right. Let's let's take Tristan for example. No, no, let's not. Let's put he it on a spent simple number million. line. He was twenty million in the red. Mm-hmm. PNG bought him for twenty million. Let's just. I don't know if that's the right number. Just make yeah. He is now where. He's not plus. He is now no longer negative 20. He's not plus. <laughs> but you, you hear my point? You hear my point, Brian? If you make it a simple number line, you say this. Is he in the negative black? Negative five here. Is he in the listen, black? He is not. He's, he's not, not in the black. He but he's took not an L. In the re- taking L is going negative 21. That's an L. Thomas, I give I you, you need a hundred dollars. Am I wrong? You need a hundred dollars. I don't need a hundred dollars. <laughs> Hypothetically speaking, <laughs> don't talk to me like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hypothetically speaking, you say, Chad, my check a little short. <laughs> hey, yo, Chad, I know I borrowed money from you before, yo. I want to borrow some money for you today. Can I hold five thousand dollars? Yeah. My check a little short, and I'm in the red. I need a hundred dollars. Okay. I give you hundred. You still can't spend any money. That you are, is different. You are than taking an L. No, that's you, a, that's you a should say, Chad. I Yo, Brian, a, you chime in. I'm done with this thing, man. Yo, you, yeah, you should yeah. say yeah. I need hundred and twenty-five. That puts you in the plus. Thomas is talking startup language, yeah, right? Like, yeah, like, but that's not a bad thing. I know it's not. But you're just talking dollars and cents. You're talking right. finance. You're talking about lifestyle. I'm talking about pure math. Pure math. It's it. It's an L, fam. If you walk away with nothing, do you own a home? I don't own my home. Fuck you, yo. I'm done with you, yo. I'm about to end this podcast. <laughs> now he want to get technical. Now he get technical. Now you go negative five hundred thousand dollars on your mortgage, right? You pay interest, and that's not an L. It is a. It is an asset. It is a win. When my house appreciates, no, it's a win when value. you break even. It's a win when you break even. When I'm able to pay my house off and it is a pre- like it is a win. Someone that lives in Williamsburg today, that is a win, son. You are winning every time you if pay your the mortgage. Market, yep. If no, Brian, if twenty years from now, let's just say you spent five hundred thousand dollars on your home. If twenty years from now the cost of your home is still five hundred thousand dollars, is that a win? No, nah, I took a L because I Thank you. But but you I don't think you're you Thomas, is that a win? When you put it that way, that's not <laughs> that's not how. That's not how he over here trying to yeah, he trying to prove it. No, a no, point. no. Fucking answer the question, Thomas. Is that a win? <laughs> Restate the question. <laughs> <laughs> Can you restate the question? I stopped listening, honestly, because I don't want to go back and forth with you anymore. Yo, you spent five hundred thousand dollars on your home, right? Five. <laughs> Twenty years from now, the cost of your home is still five hundred thousand. Is that a win? And you have a twenty-year mortgage. What do you mean the cost of your home is still five? 
Okay, got you. No, you took a loss. All right. Thank you. All right. Shut no, up. no, 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 no. But you know why you took a loss, Chad? Because I don't want to go back and forth. No, 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 no. I'm not listening. You took an L. No. That is an L. You took an L because of the way interest works. You didn't take an L because of the, the cost of the house. Yo, you could have yo, you, you could have put an extra whatever number it is to to pay off the loan much quicker. Whatever the case may be, you still took an L. You're still thinking that people are taking L's when they that's because they were they were loaned money in order to build a product in order for it to appreciate. And if it doesn't do its job, you are taking an L. Tristan took an L. No, he didn't take an L. He took an L, son. Would that like, be would that be L for your family? To be acquired to by break even? And Gamble? To break would that be even? An L for, would that be an L for your company? Yes. No, that's an bro. L. That's an accomplishment. That's an L, son. I'm sorry. It's an L. <laughs> so would you rather his L or no would longer, you rather, would you rather no his longer, L or your life? He he no longer owns serious, it. Serious question. It's not a personal question. It's a it's a, a like a <laughs> son. Take yourself <laughs> Nah, would you rather his L or regular life? I mean, it's all relative. No, nah, relative D's. <laughs> Yo, Jesse, man, right. this could be hilarious when we see y'all in opera together, bro. <laughs> Yo, Jess, let me know how that go. I'm pulling up those, so my man. <laughs> Just get my point, please. Let's move on. I'm, I, I'm sorry. I wasn't listening. What were you saying? D's. <laughs> all day. They do this all day. Nah. Nah, but I am curious to know, like, for the listeners, like, what would you do? You know, like... Are you are you gonna hold on? Are you gonna sell? Like that that's a, a deeper discussion that I would love to have with, with business owners. You know, like if someone were to walk up to them today and say, Look, I wanna buy your business for whatever you invested in it, how would how would they handle that? I got you. Here it goes. Your life insurance. Right? You pay on it. Every what two weeks, every month, however, however your life okay. insurance works, yeah, and you contribute to this thing on a regular basis, okay, and it never yields you your investment until you're no longer available. Is that an L? I mean, I'm I'm dead. So so you took a loss. The loss is death. Your family has this fucking money because you're dead now. It's not a loss. It's not an L. It's not an L. But you never saw a dollar of it. I don't. I, I Thomas, I get where you're going. So how could you? Not how could you dispute it? I don't care about your point because it's wrong. It's not wrong. It is wrong. We've never. We've it's never. It's so funny because he talked about playing the long game, right? He's playing. He's playing the long game for somebody else. He's not playing the long game. I'm playing for, the long game for my family for generations. That's selfish, man. It's not selfish. The only reason I fucking know you. If my family didn't play the long <laughs> game, I'd never go to college. Yeah. The long the long game that I've been preaching ever since the Tristan episode, and I'll say it for one last fucking time, is that we always talk about having our own. And then we don't take the proper steps to have our own. And Listen. then we wonder why shit happened. At what point are you going to stop taking L's? When... There's L and the, listen. It's a generational thing. You have to make a decision for. We haven't hit it big. We're not yeah. out here living like. I think. I think. I, I agree with you, Thomas. There's a point at which the cycle will stop. Right, right. but we, we're it's really not, very. It's, not, it's neither you are agreeing that you're willing to take that risk to make the cycle stop. That's, but that's but now while it's in at. its infancy, I'm not willing to take that risk, nigga, because I'm not trying to lose my fucking house. I'm not trying to have my my family not eat. Right. Yeah. I get it that. 
building from somewhere and starting from somewhere is important, but it's got to be the risk at the right time. Like, I don't think that taking that $800,000 and spreading it out for generations is a, is a L because that, that business that I decided not to sell off, if it's not going nowhere, if it's not shit at that point, then what the fuck is it worth anyway? We're still in the infancy of like wealth for our community. Like women, like just got the right to vote like a couple years ago. <laughs> like this is we're, we're, yeah. we haven't been around that long, yo. Like, come on, in in the eighties, you still couldn't go into the Fox the Theater. The only in Atlanta. time it makes <laughs> sense to sell is when you know you can no longer scale and believe in your. You know, product. you know what you're talking from right now, which is interesting. You're talking from a very privileged place. No, 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 not. no. You are. That is that is extreme privilege. It's not. It's not. Okay. It's not. No, that's the only time it makes sense to scale, uh, to sell when you no longer believe in your product. If I that, if I yeah, if I okay. create if I if I create a product today and I'm like, "You know what? I the, the the shelf life of this product is 5 years. I know at year 3, three and a half, if someone approaches me and says, "Hey, Mr. Chad, I want to Mr. Chad, I want to sell. I want to. I want to. I want. I'm interested in buying your business. I'm gonna be like, you know what that means, Chad? Let's fucking talk. You know what that means? That you don't have a number. What do you mean, Brian? You got a number, right? You don't. You don't have, you don't a, have number. a number because he said, "What do you mean?" Yeah, like no, no, you don't have. In a number. what context? I need. I need clarification. What is the number for you to stop doing anything? You have a. You have a number. I have a very low number. And What's your number? What's your number, nigga? I just nigga? said close to a billy. Damn. It's unrealistic. You don't, don't tell me. Wait, y- y'all two motherfuckers got the nerve to talk about some shit that's unrealistic? Look at the numbers. Abstract Squared, thank you for listening. See, he Come check play. us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play. No, nah. Fuck them. No. He big man. He big man. <laughs> Listeners, thank Let's look you. at Ralph Lauren. He's black. He from the Bronx. <laughs> <laughs> Abstract Squared. <laughs> <laughs> we out. Holla. <laughs>